Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Apologies for dropping the episode late. Uh, I had a holiday party Saturday night. Uh, yesterday, I was at the Chiefs-Pats game, uh, and I was just too wiped. I was just too wiped out last night when I got home to record. Uh, and I was also hoping to have my voice back uh, a little today. Uh, somewhere along this uh, busy weekend, I lost it. Uh, shout out to Brad from Outlaw underscore sports underscore cards uh, for the episode on the Hofstra recap show. This is the first time live in three episodes. We had two interviews back to back. So. I just want to give him a shout out. That was a great episode uh, and shout out uh, Ezra Levine from mascot for a great interview last week. Uh, if you missed any part of either of those interviews, definitely go back uh, and give them a listen. Uh, and for mascot, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that on the software or for the company, uh, if you go to my IG uh, and comment under the episode advertisement uh, on my post, they're super quick to answer any questions. I know a few people have asked some things and right immediately they get right back to them. So, uh, again, if you have any questions, just go there and throw them up. Uh, as you heard, I had a busy weekend, super busy, but there's always time to get in a card show, right? Uh, so Saturday morning, uh, I found time, went over to the Plainville show in Plainville, Connecticut, uh, I met my guy Jordan at Zips Cards over there, and congrats to him and his wife uh, expecting their first baby um, in a couple weeks. So he's definitely trying to get in uh, as many shows as he can before the uh, before the birth. So shout out to them, uh, and it was uh, always good seeing him. Uh, I saw Dave uh, at DJ Sports Cards '86. Uh, another good friend in the hobby. Uh, I borrowed his uh, his body bag for the Hofstra show. Um, and if you set up, you know what that is. You just unzip it and put it out and you put all your cards in and it it's like a security bag. It seals up uh, so you can go home at night and rest assured your cards will be safe in there and uh, you don't have to pack everything up on Saturday night to go back again Sunday. So I borrowed that from him Uh and I was returning that. Uh, so just a shout out to him for uh, for being there in a pinch when I needed to borrow that bag. Uh, I saw my old neighbor Jay at the Cardboard Collaborative. Uh, sometimes I think I see him more. I mean, we live right around the corner from each other. And I see him more at shows. Uh, I see him more now than when I lived around the corner from him. So, uh, And shout out to Bill and Billy Sports Card. Uh, there's underscores in there, Bill underscore and underscore Billy underscore sports card, uh, a father and son duo. I've mentioned a, a number of times on the podcast. 
Uh, they've been setting up at local shows for a while, and I've been running into them. Uh, now they're starting to ex expand uh, to some bigger shows, seeing them out there at some bigger shows now. Uh, and I did a deal with them on Saturday that I'll talk about a little bit later. So today's episode, buying for the playoffs. You know, last year I talked about missing a good window uh, of buying and selling football cards uh, weeks before the playoffs started. I was tied up a lot with the hockey stuff last year and the pop culture stuff. And I was doing some music stuff and I, you know, testing, testing the waters and a lot of things last year, you know, and, 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 you know, it's called sports card lessons, right? And, and part of what we do year after year, what I do is I just learn, learn from what I did, learn from my mistakes, you know, take what the positives were and work on that, you know, every year. And uh, yeah, so one of the things I felt I missed out was, you know, that that window of buying, you know, buying some, you know, cards right before the playoffs. I know a lot of people that, you know, this is what they do a lot and they're very good at it. They're very good at it because they know all the sports and they can go out and pinpoint, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, football, just pinpoint the right players and be able to sell them, buy them and sell them at the right time. Uh, and that's truly an art. It's truly an art. So, you know, knowing that, you know, they're always, I'm always talking to them and they're saying, Hey, you look for players that are heating up, you know, on teams that have the talent, you know, and the depth to make a deep run in the playoff. And that's what they do. So, so, you know, thinking as this year was coming in, coming up, I said, okay, I, I'm not doing a lot with a lot of other things. Let me, let me try to figure this out. Like, you know, with the sport that I know, I mean, I know football. So let me, let me take a little stab at this, this year. Um, so as I look at the NFL teams uh, and players that meet this criteria, uh, who am I buying now to sell right over the next six weeks? So the obvious for me, and you hear me talk about this all the time, is quarterbacks, right? I mean, that's what sells. I mean, all players sell. But for what I'm doing and and for the, the, the faster sales, I mean, that's what I'm looking for uh, is the QBs. And I think that's what... That's what sells. That's what where the market is driven. That's what people are trying to buy. You know, those quarterbacks are, you know, are what people want out there. Uh, and we know, right, the market is down. The market has just been down, you know, most of the season. So knowing that the QB prices, these cards are down from where the season started, you know, what are we looking at? Where uh, are we looking at like an enormous profit, a small profit? I mean, we're not even sure, you know, now because it's the market's kind of in a funny place, right? It's gone down. It really hasn't rebounded much. Um, and for this to be successful, I need to buy well, right? I need to be able to go out and buy well and then price my cars to sell, you know, before I get into what my list is, I, I have to say just, and, and I mean, I've seen this all along, but Plainville show is fresh on my mind. So I'll talk about that first uh, and bring that up. You know, that place was packed this week and it always, you know, these local shows, it seemed to be a lot of people there. Um, and I, you know, a lot, a lot of buying, a lot of selling, um, but I'm listening to offers because I'm stopping at the tables of the cards that I want, 
right? They, these, these football, the QBs, you know, so I'm stopping at these and I'm listening and I'm listening to some negotiations going on and I'm looking at what the price is on a card and I'll pull the card up, you know, as these people are negotiating, I'll pull a card. Usually it's the same card because it's usually we're all trying to buy the same two or three cards in a case, right? So I'll pull it up and I say, okay, this is the price. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, I think this would be a solid offer. Like for, you know, and I always talk about this, me being a dealer. I hate to be that guy. And because everybody knows me, I show up at the show. Everybody knows I'm a dealer, right? So I don't want to be that guy that shows up and says, oh, you know, here's my offer, 60% on the card, because it's just embarrassing. And, and, and I don't want to be that guy. I wouldn't want somebody to come say it to me and being, being a dealer and knowing all these other dealers, I'm certainly not going to do that. So I'm figuring out what is a good price. And if this card was to move, right. But then I hear these, I hear these other offers coming through just, you know, ridiculously low and, and the, the dealers, which is good, I guess, right. Is sticking to what their prices are. Um, we're dealing with ultra modern cards that can just jump up and down at any moment, just depending on what happens. Somebody, you know, twists an ankle, hurts a shoulder or something, con concussion protocol. These prices can jump up and down. So I'm not, I'm not looking to buy, you know, these 1,000, 1,500, $2,000. I'm not looking at the cards on the range I'm looking in is that one to 500, because I think that is, that is where all, all the sales are going to happen in that area. Now, are there big sales going on? hundred percent. I see it all the time. And when I was at Hofstra, I saw some big sales going on there. Um, and I think the big sales are coming from collectors that are coming in and they know the market is good and they want to get in on certain cards. They know that the market is down and they want to get in on, and they're not buying, certainly not buying ultra modern cards right? They're buying vintage cards. They're buying, you know, hall of fame patches or things like that. They're certainly not coming in to, you know, spend a lot of money on an ultra modern card because I think a lot of us have been, have been beat up, you know, investing into somebody that's more of a prospect, right. And just getting hurt, getting hurt on the card. So now what happens, you know, you get into a big card, it becomes hot potato, right? You're like, wow, look, I just got this big card. But then you're like, oh no, I got this big card. I mean, what am I going to do with this? Because that's a lot of, it's a lot of capital, especially for someone like me. If I'm going to be a dealer, it's a lot of capital to tie up in a card, right? So it's, it's, it, the, the market is really dictating, you know, especially for someone like me, what I'm going to be selling and what my price range is. Because if I'm in a one to $500 card and say I buy into a card at 450, right? And I'm thinking that that card could go up and I could sell that card for say 550 or 540 or something like that and make that little bit of profit. But say that card drops and it goes down to $400. I'm not getting beat up. The card is now 400. And if I don't, if it's not a card I want to hold and say, I think maybe in a few months it may go up or whatever, I may just say, yeah, go ahead. I'll take the 400 for it, right? A, a loss of $50, but okay, this other card over here that I bought at 400 and I just sold at 560, right? So I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But if I'm jumping into a card that's 2K and that card drops down to 1K or $900, right? That's hard. That's hard to swallow. Those losses are hard to swallow. 
and then what do we end up doing? We end up saying, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold on to that card. Maybe that card will rebound, right? And now we've tied up that capital starting here. So we're in December. I could tie up that capital and hope, okay, so maybe June, July coming into the next national, like this player is going to come back up again. But if they don't, now I've tied up all that capital for six months, right? And and for what? To turn around and, and still take a loss on it, maybe even more of a loss. So I'm getting away more from those higher end cards. And I'd rather be right now because this is what the market is, a, a, a safer area, a safer zone, right? For me to be in that one to $500 cards. Um, and this weekend, the dealers weren't just taking those low ball offers. Um, I know when I was at Hofstra, I, I mean, I watched the guys come in. If somebody's coming in to buy one card, right? And they throw a low ball offer. The answer is probably always no. But then you see the people, they want to come in and they want to buy four or five, six, seven cards. And now the, the, the prices of these cards are getting down, down, down. And what people don't realize, and I mean, I, I understand it. And, and I, I guess it's a great sales tactic. But, you know, if somebody comes up and says, you know, you've got this card for 150, I'll give you 100 for it. I can't take 100 for it. I can take 130 for it. But now you're buying five cards and we want to be down on here and say, okay, well, you will take a, well, if I'm selling these other four, should I just take 100 on this card? And most people in their mindset, for whatever reason, say yes. So if you really want to get a deal like that, you've got to go in and buy two, three, four, five, six or more cards if you want to get them at that very low because all of a sudden that, that, the, 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 it doesn't seem that bad to sell it at a hundred if you're selling five or six more cards, right? Whatever reason. So that's why I see a lot of time. So if you notice now, like if you go to the shows, you see people will always walk up and they're picking four five, six, seven cards. Cause they're looking to get those cards, you know, all those cards at a cheap, you know, they come up and say, Hey, I'll, I'll buy that one card for this much. It's usually no, like why, why am I going to take that loss on that card? But for some reason people will, you know, start to say, okay, when four or five, six cards come into the mix, depending on what the values are and things like that. But at the end of the day, it has to make sense, right? It, it, you, you have to be able to, as a dealer, you have to be able to, to, to make somewhat of a profit. Um, you know, when I was at Hofstra, I mean, I made some deals at Hofstra, you know, I did well, I sold cards, but it was exhausting getting some of those deals done. You know, the buyers kept asking, oh, uh, could you throw this card in for this? Or maybe we can do this on that card or I'm buying these. Why can't you give me a better deal on that? It's like, it doesn't matter. It's the same price. And that's what I try to explain to them. It, you know, why am I going to lose $50 on this card to not make that money on these other cards over here? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me to do that. So I've just gotten to a point to say, you, you want to buy these two or these four? Th this is my price on these cards. The, I, because you're buying four, I can't start taking a loss. Why, why would I take a loss? Because you're buying more cards. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm here to make money. And if I can't make money, then I, I, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here doing this. Um, and, and, and I know the margins are slim on most cards right now. Um, As a dealer, right, I have to make some kind of a profit on these cards to 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 make sense of all this other stuff, what I'm doing. 
Um, and if not, I should just be walking the shows, just walking, you know, buying and selling at the shows. And I see a number of people doing that now. Dealers that used to set up at the shows, uh, now they, and I used to see them at a table all the time. Now they're just showing up, you know, with their cases and they're just buying and selling and it works for them. Right. And, and it's, and sometimes I feel like when we get late into a day at a show, when it gets really slow and I'm like, oh, Maybe I should have walked this show instead of showing up and being committed to stay here all day to the end of the day or even a two day show. Right. Um, but. Uh, it is what it is. I choose to do it. You know, I find that if I stay strong. With my margins and what I do, people will eventually buy the cards. The cards will eventually sell. People will come in and buy it. And, and I know people, they just they, you know hundred percent these cards are being flipped immediately they're just buying these cards i you know i i think i talked about this but i you know i have the people that come up to the table now and say you know they, they're almost saying you know i'm gonna line this card i'm gonna do this and they're figuring out their whole thing like they're figuring out their profit in front of me and then they're telling me well i i need to get it a little better so i can make more profit and i say to them i'm telling you the same thing i need to sell a little better so i can make more profit on the card you know i did all the work getting the card why should i let you get make the profit right i mean that that's what it comes down to if i'm gonna buy well i'm not gonna you know reward you from from my work you know so all right moving on so who am i buying first guy patrick mahomes right I mean, his values are always good, even though, even when they're down, they're good. Um, he's a player with a couple, couple Super Bowls uh, and, uh, you know, best quarterback in the NFL right now. And I, I say this all the time. If I don't sell the card, I'm happy to keep it, especially being a Chiefs fan with Mahomes. But, you know, they're a team that are going to the playoffs. And I've talked to a, a number of people that say, hey, you know, what's going on with those Chiefs? You know, want to know what I think about it. You know, and, and I can remember a guy named Tom Brady and the Patriots that, you know, they would just get into the playoffs because they were in a weak division and then they'd go win a Super Bowl, right? It's just putting it all together at the right time, you know, to 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 make a deep run. And getting to the playoffs, right, is 90% of the battle is just getting there. You know, we you hear people right now because it's the fantasy playoffs. People say, I just want to get in. Just let me get into the playoffs and, you know, let me make a run. My team is, you know, really doing well. Like my players that were injured or back and this, that, and another thing. And I think it's a lot the same with the NFL, right? If these some of these teams can just get in, um, that they really could do some damage in the playoffs, that they could just make it in, and they're just playing well at the right time of year. So Mahomes is definitely uh, always number one on my list. He's the first guy I look for all the time. Uh, another guy I'm buying, Lamar Jackson, right, is another player. Like this guy, he's been undervalued all year, uh, and I believe – you know, being a fan of the game and watching, I believe if he if if he could stay healthy, they could make a deep run. They could go, you know, I'm not ever going to put them over my Chiefs, right? Even though they certainly are right now performing much better than my Chiefs, but you know, they could go right to the AFC Championship game, and you know, who knows where from there. But uh, he he is a guy that I would I would 
you know, invest because I think he's been undervalued all year. Another guy undervalued is Tua. Another guy I would be buying. Um, it's it's starting to look like you know Miami could make could make a run, could make a deep run in the playoffs too. So, you know, it, it's a it turns into a crapshoot because you don't know where they're going. But I know all year guys like Tua and Lamar, they've just been undervalued, and I've been buying and selling those cards all year, just you know making little profit here and little profit there. But, you know, if the price is right now, if either of these guys could go, you know, AFC championship game or the Super Bowl, you know, those hopefully those cards would pop up enough to to turn a profit. Uh, Dak Prescott is another guy that's always been undervalued, always been undervalued. Uh, but again, Cowboys, they have they have, a, a, you know, they have the ability, they have the ability to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, when it, when it comes to December and January, you know, you, you take people who are playing in dome domes and, you know, you start putting them outside in, in, in the, in the elements, you know, it's, they perform much differently. So, you know, a team, and I'm going to go back and say this, a team like the Patriots, right? they're used to playing in the cold and the, so when they were going out to Denver or going to different places, they were used to it. I mean, they could go out there and win some of these other teams that aren't used to it. It's they, you know, they don't play as well. They're, they're just not as used to playing in the, in the elements as, as other teams. So you look at that too. So another reason why, you know, I like Lamar, you know, cause I think he's, here's a guy who put, plays with the elements and he, he could travel and play well. Uh, Jalen hurts with caution. And I say that because I did this last year. I had some Jalen hurts cards, um, that I ended up buying early in the season, uh, September, October, possibly August. I mean, when I bought them, the price was right. And throughout the season last year, I had them for sale at shows and people liked them, but I just could never come to a deal because people wanted them for wanted to buy them for less than what I paid for. And I, the team was doing so well. I said, it, and he was playing well. I said, I'm just going to hold on to it. So I ended up selling his cards on the day of the Super Bowl last year. I, I drove down to Long Island to, to do a card show in Long Island. And I ended up moving those cards on the day of the Super Bowl for the narrowest of margins. And I had a feeling that they they could possibly, you know, win that Super Bowl last year. But leading up to it, him making the Super Bowl and his prices of his cards never, never really went up. Um, I was worried about holding those cards after the Super Bowl, especially if they lost, if they were to go down. Um, and it's a funny thing with Jalen Hurts that his cards just don't sell like they should compared to, you know, other QBs um, that that maybe sometimes aren't even playing as well as him um, and his team. I mean, the, the Eagles are a great team. They have a great, well-rounded team over there. Um, and But for whatever reason, his cards just don't sell well. Like people will buy those cards, but the margins I found on those are always just so slim. And it may be the area we're in too, right? It may be here, like the, the buying and the selling of the card. Um, 
versus if we were, you know, in another area trying to sell the car. I would think this area you would get more for it because there's more Jalen Hurts fans up here, you know, than there would be anywhere else. But it, it, his stuff just doesn't doesn't sell as well as it should, in my opinion. Um, C.J. Stroud, right? They're not in the playoffs yet, but if he could get there, you know, I know he's injured now with the the concussion, but you know, if they could get to the playoffs, I mean, I I I think people would really be that 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 would be a those would be cards that could really really jump up, and I mean, it's just rookie season, right? So it's, 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 his best cards haven't even been released yet. His chase cards haven't even been released yet, so it's. Uh, uh, there were cards out there and they could get to the playoffs, even if they could win a playoff game. Um, I think I could do very well on those cards. Uh, guys, I'm out on guys. I'm out on. I'm just not looking to buy Josh Allen. Uh, and here's a team that's surging now, but you know, people are just out on him. Um, and there's no way to predict his bottom prices because the prices just keep dropping Every week I'm saying, oh, maybe he could be a buy. You know, maybe this team could turn it around and make make a run for the playoffs. And I look and his prices are down even more and even more and even more. And I've been stuck with Josh Allen cards. I had one card that I had for a whole year, right? An RPA or even over a year. Uh, and finally I just sent it out to auction uh to be to to be sold because I just couldn't move it anywhere. So sometimes when things like that happen on a player, you just get like a bad taste and you're like, nah, you know what? I think I'm gonna pass on him. And and I am. I'd like to watch him play and I root for him, but you know, I uh I don't want to own any of his cards right now. Uh Brock Purdy is another guy. I think his cards are overpriced. You know, and I'm gonna put him right there with Trevor Lawrence. I think both of them, I think their prices uh, are overpriced and th there's really no room right now to be able to buy the lower end stuff. And if you got really low, right in the 20 or the 30 or the $40 car, some, something like that. Yeah. Maybe you're going to make five, $10, but for me, it just seemed like a lot of work for such a uh, slim margin on these guys. And I've, I've seen the prices on them and I'm, like I shake my head sometimes to see what some of these prices are going out. And I'm not saying that they don't play well. I mean, uh, uh, of course they play well, but when you're trying to compare them, you know, to, to, to other people, right? Like, like Mahomes or, or, uh, you know, Jalen, even Jalen hurts. Right. So here's a Jalen hurts. I don't understand how, how, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Brock Purdy card, is that much more that worth that much more than a, than a Jalen Hurts? I mean, just just my thought. I just I just get worried. I get worried on on cards that I think are overpriced. And and you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Other people are going to say, "Oh yeah, I bought these Brock Purdy's and I made a fortune on them." Or Trevor Lawrence, he's the way to go. Or Josh Allen. That that's fine. That's fine. In the lane that I'm rolling in, I'm happy to go out and pick up the cards that I'm looking to pick up and and do my thing with them because I feel that's where I'm going to have the most success. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to be successful. So I'm going to give myself the, the best chance to be successful. Um, 
So that's it on the quarterbacks. Uh, I did have some. I did have some more luck on Friday. Uh, I purchased uh, two Don Russ blasters. I've gone to Target for something. They had some blasters there. I grabbed two of them. Um, in 2021, I probably opened up 150 Don Russ blasters, and that's kind of got. You know, where where all my dollar box started when I was setting up at shows, that's where I started to create dollar box from, you know, these Don Russ cards. Um, so I grabbed two of them, brought them home, ripped them open, and I got a I got a hit. I pulled a hit out of each box. So I ended up picking a couple lucky boxes off the shelf. Um, I picked up uh, I in box one, I got a Jerry Rice downtown. And I'll just hold that up if you're on YouTube. Now, here's a very funny story. All the all all these blasters that I ripped open, I ever only ever pulled two downtowns. So this Jerry Rice is my third downtown. But the first downtown I pulled was a Jerry Rice. So interesting enough, I I pulled Jerry Rice downtown twice. Uh, the other card. Box two was this um, Joe Burrow Cosmic Crunch Time, and it's numbered to 100. Talk about a guy that's down now. And in fact, you know, I've been looking around to try to scoop up some Joe Burrow, and people just don't have the cards out. Like, not many people at these shows have any Joe Burrow cards out. So, uh, but definitely, you're always trying to, when a guy gets hurt like that, is out for the season, especially a guy like Joe Burrow. He's a great, great guy. If you can put them, invest the money and put the card away till six, eight months down the road, it could really pay for itself. So I also talked about uh, doing a deal with. Uh, Bill and Billy uh, sports cards over at the Plain, Plainville show. Uh, I bought a 2020 Don Russ optic uh, Tua green velocity PSA 10. And I'll hold that up. And the other card I bought was a 2020 mosaic Lamar Jackson, a white mosaic PSA 10. And this one's numbered to 25. So two cards, you know, QBs that are on my list in the correct price range, right? Um, so this is where I'm going to find my success in cards like this to move in an upcoming show. So as we get closer to the playoffs, these guys are, you know, I think they're already guaranteed to be in the playoffs, both of them. But the teams are playing well. People are going to get excited. I think these are the cards that, that that people were, are going to start looking for. Um, so a couple of nice pickups. You know, I've been to some of these shows last couple of times. I haven't picked up anything. So uh, I was excited to be able to make a deal and uh, shout out to those guys for a great deal. Um, and that's it. That's all I have for you this week. Uh, we're getting down to the end of the year. Um, I'll be back Thursday with a new episode. Um, and I think, well, Thursday, 
will be episode 49. And then I'm going to take Christmas off the Monday episode for Christmas. So the following week, Thursday will be the season finale, season three finale, but I'll definitely be here this Thursday uh, with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.